Welcome to the second episode of the History of Christianity. Before talking about Jesus, it's important for us to understand the sources for what we know about Jesus. There are those who claim that Jesus never existed. This is called the Jesus myth theory, and it's something that I've written extensively on elsewhere. I won't go into details here about the theory that Jesus was based on gods from pagan myths, but I will present the evidence that Jesus actually lived. The most important documents we have are the four Gospels. What are the Gospels? New Testament scholar Richard Burridge has done careful research on this question, and after comparing the Gospels to other ancient texts, he concluded that the Gospels are ancient bioi, or lives. They are not modern biographies, but are ancient biographies, following those ancient standards. That's why we don't have much information on Jesus' childhood, as that was not something that the ancient bioi would normally focus on. What do we need to know about the Gospels? One of the first things that we should notice is that Matthew, Mark, and Luke seem to have much in common, while John is something different. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called the synoptic Gospels because you can line them up in columns and see how they treat the same stories. Sometimes all three repeat the same story almost word for word. Other times there seems to be deliberate changes. The relationship between the synoptic Gospels, which indicates some copying between them, is called the synoptic problem. We'll not go into this here, other than to say that there is a strong relationship between these three Gospels. The Gospel of John is somewhat different. John uses the miracles in a specific way and does not seem interested in parables. Jesus teaches not with short pithy statements as we find in the synoptics, but with longer discourses. Some scholars have attempted to diminish the historical value of John, but further research, including archaeological discoveries, have demonstrated that John is not just theological reflections about Jesus, but his actual historical biography. So who wrote the Gospels? Scholars will state that our four canonical Gospels are anonymous. What is meant by this is that there is nowhere in the body of the text where the author is identified. This does not mean that the Church didn't know who wrote the Gospels. Also, there seems no good reason to make up authorship by Mark and Luke, as they were not important enough figures to add authority to the writings. The lack of identification within the text is not a problem, because when we look at other Gospels, such as the Gospel of Thomas, where the alleged author is identified, it is interpreted as the real author working too hard to take on the authority of an earlier disciple. Why do we have these four Gospels in our New Testament and not any of the other Gospels that were written? The main reason is that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the only first century Gospels, and they are the only ones that could possibly contain eyewitness testimony. Another reason is that the other Gospels are not even in the same genre. That is, they are not bioi. For example, the Gospel of Thomas is a sayings Gospel. That is, it contains supposed sayings of Jesus, but with very little narrative. I encourage people to read the non-canonical Gospels, such as Thomas and others. Often the content is so esoteric that they bear no resemblance to the first century Gospels. Our four Gospels were adopted very early on by the Church, and there was no debate as to which Gospels to include in the New Testament canon. There are a couple of concerns that critics bring up with regard to the historical value of the Gospels. One is that they are too late, being written decades after the events described. This is nonsense, as the Gospels are much closer to the events 
than most of the sources we have for other ancient figures. For example, our sources for Alexander the Great are not decades, but centuries later, and yet we rely on those biographies. Another concern is that the Gospel writers were biased. The truth is that every ancient writing had a religious, philosophical, or political bias, and yet we still use them as historical documents. In fact, even modern writings have a bias. It's impossible to be completely unbiased. Finally, there is the claim that the Gospels should be excluded from being historical sources because they're a part of Christian scripture. This is completely illogical. There is no good reason why the adoption of a writing by a religious community should diminish historical value. The next piece of historical evidence that we have are the writings of the Apostle Paul. It is likely that Paul's letters are the earliest Christian writings that we have. It's often claimed that Paul never mentions the earthly Jesus and that he only speaks of the glorified Christ. This is not true. While Paul does not mention the virgin birth, the parables, or the miracles, he does provide some information about the earthly Jesus, including his Davidic descent, some of his teachings, the Last Supper, and the resurrection appearances. When people demonstrate concern over the lack of biographical information that Paul shares about Jesus, we should remember that Paul is also sparse with autobiographical information about himself. For example, Paul never mentions in his letters that his name was Saul or that he was from Tarsus. Paul was writing his letters for specific reasons and often they did not require information about the historical Jesus. Despite this, there is information in his letters about Jesus if you look carefully. There is more that we can say about Paul, but you'll have to wait until we are ready for his place in history. The third major source for the historical Jesus is that of Josephus. Josephus will receive his own episode, and so I'll only share the basics at this time. Josephus was a Jewish general who was captured by the Romans and then gained the favor of Vespasian. Josephus wrote a number of books, but for our purposes here, we'll only look at his Antiquities of the Jews. The Antiquities were written around 93 or 94 AD. We saw last time that Josephus provides an independent tradition about John the Baptist. In addition to John, Josephus mentions James, the brother of Jesus. James will receive our attention later on as well. What we're most interested in is something called the Testimonium Flavinum. This is a passage in the Antiquities where Josephus mentions Jesus. This is what we find. About this time there lived Jesus, a wise man, if indeed one ought to call him a man. For he was one who performed surprising deeds and was a teacher of such people as accept the truth gladly. He won over many Jews and many of the Greeks. He was the Christ. And when upon the accusation of the principal men among us, Pilate had condemned him to a cross, those who had first come to love him did not cease. He appeared to them spending a third day restored to life, for the prophets of God had foretold these things and a thousand other marvels about him. And the tribe of the Christians, so called after him, has still to this day not disappeared. This is great, except for one thing. Does this really sound like the kind of thing that a non-Christian Jew would say about Jesus? It sounds a bit too Christian. Some have suggested that the entire passage is a Christian forgery. Most Josephus and New Testament scholars disagree. What is more likely is that some Christian added some distinctly Christian elements to the original core text by Josephus. 
Scholars have reconstructed what Josephus likely originally said. Now there was about this time Jesus, a wise man, for he was a doer of startling deeds, a teacher of such men as received the truth with pleasure, and he gained a following both among many Jews and many of Greek origin. And when Pilate, at the suggestion of the principal men amongst us, condemned him to the cross, those that loved him at the first did not forsake him, and the tribe of Christians so named from him are not extinct at this day. This fits well with the way Josephus speaks about other Jewish holy men and messiahs. There are other ancient references to Jesus and the early Christians. These include Suetonius, Tacitus, and Pliny the Younger, as well as the Babylonian Talmud. However, I believe that the Gospels, Paul and Josephus, are our main sources. Based on these sources, we have as much as, if not more than, the amount of historical evidence for most other ancient figures. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'd encourage you to check out my website at hopesreason.com. Thank you and God bless.